Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of In the Huddle. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Rotundo. And I'm your other host, Sam Gold. And today we're just going to be doing one of my favorite episodes, Sam. You know, every year I say this, uh, I absolutely love this episode. Our preseason record predictions and award predictions for the 2023-2024 NFL season. Um, super exciting with the season being, what is it now, two and a half weeks away? Two weeks from tomorrow's Chiefs-Lions. That's it. Wow. Good. So... One more full week after this. That is absolutely insane. We're recording this on the 23rd along with uh, our other episode that you guys heard, which was our fantasy, some boom and bust episodes, same day recording it. So um, if we say some things, some things can change. Some news recently broke earlier today about Sam Darnold being the backup, Trey Lance going to be on the move. So if when this is posted, I'm going to aim for sometime early next week, Sam. Perfect. Um, if something's changed, just so you guys know, that's exactly uh, that's why because when we're when we're recording this. But Sam, uh, I really have nothing else to say. I'm ready to, to hop right into this. Yeah, just one last thing. If you guys are, if this is the first episode you're listening, uh, all the way back from when we last posted four months ago, just go to the fantasy episode that we just posted as well. Um, we have a full explanation before the intro of you know what the future of this podcast is going to look like, why we've been off for a little bit. Um, but I want to just reiterate, like we did in the other episode, that we're going to be fully back weekly. We're going to try to expand and grow and uh, and make this podcast a lot more better. But yeah, Chris, I'm also ready to roll the intro, so let's do it. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, Sam, um, you let me know which which division you want to start off with, and we'll get this thing rolling. All right, I'm going to go ahead and start us off with the AFC East. I don't want to be boring, but I'm going to pick the Bills to win the division for, what is this, the fourth, fifth straight season ever since Brady left the Pats. Um, I'm going to say 12-5 and five for them this year. Nothing in particular of why I'm giving them five losses. I still think 12 wins is your prototypical uh, you know, great team that is going to go far in the playoffs. But Chris, I don't really have much to say about this team in in the realm of oh, okay, they look this much different this year. You know, in, in that way. But I think with the Bills, their number one priority is that just don't choke. I mean, this is this is it before they're really going to have to start paying some guys uh, to pay Josh Allen as well. Um, and I think this is they're they're getting close to hitting the panic button. I think. We covered all last season, and the entire season, I was saying this is, has to be the Bills' year. Like, there's just too many storylines that work that are working out perfectly for the Bills. Obviously, not Demar Hamlin, but the fact that now they're gonna play for Demar Hamlin and then you know do that. But it just ended up that they fell short in the playoffs in a kind of an ugly fashion against the Bengals, and now they found themselves this off season kind of wondering like, is this kind of our last shot to? To go to the Super Bowl, not not in Josh Allen's career, I'm saying, but to have this team that they have around them right now with Josh Allen in his prime, very young, you know, not spending tons of money on this team. I don't know. I mean, this is really this is really a tough place to be in if you're a Bills fan. You really thought you were going to have it one of the last three, four seasons. 100%. I agree with that, Sam. Um I mean, the Bills, they're going to have to start playing people, and they're thinking to themselves, damn, 
why can't the AFC be like the NFC when it comes to top-end talent? Because the AFC, you take any of these top-end teams like the Bills, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, Bengals, just to name a few, and you toss them in the NFC, I think those teams easily become become favorites. While you look at the Bengals, and you can easily have them as, may, as maybe the fourth team to in rankings coming in the AFC. So that's just how tough the AFC is. I mean, even some of these teams who I have listed as fringe playoff teams will be contenders in the NFC. So that just goes to show the talent difference, in my opinion, between the AFC and the NFC. Uh, I'll let you finish off your AFC East and then... Uh, what? Uh, or did you want me to read What up? record did you have for the Bills? I have the Bills. I have them being the number one seed in the AFC. And I have them going 13-4. and four, One more win than you have. So we're, okay. pretty, we're pretty similar with that, Sam. And everything you said, this team is just too good. Um, they're playing for a lot this year. Super Bowl. Um, it's, it's a big, it's a big year for them, and this is the end of uh, this window r- really closing. Even though as long as they have Josh Allen, they're always going to be in the mix. But before they have to start p- paying people and making these big time decisions. Okay, I have the next team coming in second and the sixth overall seed in the AFC. It's going to be the Miami Dolphins, just at nine and eight. They're going to skirt by once again this season. Pretty much what I'm going to be doing with the Dolphins this year is I I hope I hope to God it doesn't happen, but I'm going to be betting on Tua to miss a few games. I'm not going to say it's a head injury, but just in general, he gets injured a lot. And I'm not 100% confident in the Dolphins as a full team right now to be right there with the Bills. But I think they're a wild card team. I mean, they have the talent on offense. Their defense is improving. Uh, they just got Jalen Ramsey, who is going to miss some games to start the season. But uh, once he comes back, I think their, their defense is going to start getting rolling. And uh, look, as long as two is healthy for, let's say, they play, what, 17 games? Let's say if he's there for 13 games. Like, they're winning They're winning eight of those, at least. So yeah. I think they'll be fine enough, just like last year, to make the playoffs. Now, what they got to hope for this time is that two is actually healthy for the playoffs. And then, then we can really start talking about the Dolphins making more of a push. But... I like the Dolphins. I'm going to be rooting for them. I've, I've always shared how much you know I do actually like the Dolphins as a team in general. Um, and I think Tyreek Hill really actually could push for that 2,000-yard mark this year. So that would be fun to watch out for as well. Hey, listen. Um, I have this team uh, being the fifth seed in the AFC. And, you know, you're they're thinking a little more conservative of the whole, oh, Tua, he has the injury history, this and that. I'm, I'm going into this thinking everyone on the team is going to stay healthy. That's how I always go into these. I know Jalen Rams is going to be missing uh, the beginning part of the season, but I have the Dolphins finishing in second at 11-6. and six. We have to remember, before Tua got injured, I had to miss some time. This Dolphins team, when Tua was playing healthy, was undefeated at a point, and then they started losing games when he was missing time due to the unfortunate concussions. I really like this Dolphins team. Waddle's only going to get better. Tyreek, we know about Tyreek. He's always an Offensive Player of the Year candidate. One of the top receivers in the league. Top three, in my opinion. And you have Waddle and Tyreek. It's 1A, 1B. Uh, I don't really see how... You, it's it's going to be so hard to stop these guys once again, as long as Tua can stay healthy. I know I've been a big Tua hater, but what, what did you do? He Third year, you get him another star receiver, and he, he really pops off. Just like another AFC team did this past year, just like you did with Josh Allen and Diggs. So Tua's development is only going to grow even more. And this Dolphins team is going to be a threat in the AFC. As long as Tua stays healthy, they're going to be a, they're going to be a contender. Okay. Um, 
here comes the big one that you know everyone that lives around here that knows us that's probably a Jets fan is like really we've waited this long to have our team called after all the hype we've had all season yes I'm picking the Jets to go 9-8 the, the only ones hyping them up are the Jet fans look look here's the thing if it was all if it was if it was that entire roster in a different uniform they're going 12 and 5 yep yep but the fact that they're putting on jets uniforms every sunday you just know some shit's going to happen chris you just know you just know that they're going to be 9 and 7 going into week 18 and then some crazy shit's going to happen where they blow it or, I don't know, something happens with Aaron Rodgers where the the city starts turning on him. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is with the Jets. It's We really hated on the Jets the first couple years of this podcast. But at this point, it's not even hating on them. It's just the truth. Like, something bad's going to happen to them. There are some teams, and this goes for every sports league, that no matter what they do, who they bring in, they're always going to be them. The Jets will always be the Jets and are always going to underachieve. The Browns are always going to be the Browns. And sadly, the Lions are always yep. going to be the Lions. It's it's how it has to be. And, you know, I'm not saying that they can't have one of those seasons when they go on some crazy Super Bowl uh, run or make an, make an effort like the Falcons did a few years ago with Julio and Matt Ryan. But for as long as we've been alive, I mean, the Browns have always been bad. They had that one year in the playoffs. Um, then you have the Jets always being the Jets. They'll be bad. They'll have some promise, be bad, make the playoffs, be bad. Then you have the Lions, who constantly, year after year, disappoint. And they're kind of on the up right now. But those three teams I just named, year in, year out, they're always, no matter what they do, it just seems to always be be that. And that's exactly what happens with some of these teams in professional sports leagues. No matter what you do, they're always going to be dis- disappointments. And it's like you said, I agree. Say if you take this entire roster, coaching staff, everything, and you throw it, say, on uh, Washington. 12, <laughs> 12 wins. Yeah. 12 wins. You, you take it and you toss it on... Green Bay. Green, ba- Green Bay. <laughs> I'm kidding. 13 well, wins. I just said that because Aaron Rodgers. But... 13 wins. Okay. Look. Jets fans, don't get on our ass for us being negative. You literally have the whole country basically on your side this season hyping you up. Let's just say... Look, if you guys don't make the playoffs, I'm even more excited to see what happens next offseason. But... Look, we'll see what happens. Look, if the Jets make the playoffs and prove us wrong, I'll be the first one to stand up and say I was wrong. But you can't... Look, everyone's going to be really mad at me for when we get to the Lions, but you can't be mad at me for just going based off of trends. I get it. This is their best roster they've had since probably when they went to the championship game with Mark Sanchez. But I don't know what to tell you, Jets fans. It's just the gut feeling I have, and until it's proven otherwise, I'm just going to stick with this right now. So... I'm sorry. Right, I've been saying Jets are going to go nine and eight since a uh, few episodes. Uh, our last few episodes, you go back and listen. I'm pretty sure I said nine and eight this entire time. I have. I said they're going to probably be in the hunt. And listen, nine and eight. And the thing is, part of that reason is because not because of the talent that they have. They have all the talent in the world. It comes down to the teams in the division. You have the Bills, who are a better team. The Dolphins, who are a better team. Then you have the Patriots. And the Patriots are one of those teams that year in year out always find a way to screw over the Jets and no matter even if the Patriots were to win one game this year they'd find a way to screw over the Jets and it would bite them in the butt for the playoffs so with that being said the Patriots are probably going to split with the Jets this year but that one win 
whether it's the first matchup or the second, is going to be the reason why they're not making the playoffs when, when you look back at it. And they're just in a tough division, and Bill Belichick, man, no matter what he does, he's always going to find a way to say, screw you, New York. Yeah, you're playing the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets, or Patriots. I don't think you're going any better than 3-3. Three and three. And you also got to play the Chiefs, the Steelers, the Eagles, the Cowboys. you got some tough games, so... Even if you don't, you know, if you don't want to hear me just say, oh, it's based off a of gut, you know, there's some there's some stats to back it up with their schedule right here, so it's going to be tough I'm, for them. In the division, I have them winning two games in the division. I think they're going to win one against the Patriots, and then it's a coin toss between the Bills and, and the Dolphins. Yeah, I think they get one of the Dolphins for sure, but it should be interesting. All right, we got to move this along. Patriots, I got at 7-10. and 10. It's the same thing here. Same here. Literally... I just don't like the roster that much. And Bill Belichick could retire after the season. I don't know. Listen, they're going to win seven games. They have Bill Belichick. You know how I feel about him as a coach. Amazing. Um, and he's going to he's going to be the reason why they have seven wins. I think after this year, they're going to have to seriously be like, listen, we need to move on from Mac Jones. He's not the guy. And see what happens from there. Because what is this, his third year now? Yep. And he's really just, to me, he's proven to be a quarterback that I don't want to say a bridge quarterback, but he's he's fine. He's, I think the injury he, definitely hurt him last year, but... He's not this special guy. He's not this awful guy. He can start for some teams, but he's not he's, he's not your future. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And I don't like fine. I'd rather it just be bad or good so your franchise can make a mm-hmm. quick decision. You don't got to pull a Daniel Jones and pay him $40 million a year. And especially if they win seven games this year where you're going to be drafting. You're not going to have a top pick where you can try and go after a, a quarterback. You're going to have a middle-of-the-pack middle pick probably. Maybe like 12, 13, 14, right around there. And... Who knows? Maybe you package something. I have no idea. Now we're talking about months from now with yeah, the whole yeah. thing. We got to see how it plays out. But Patriots, I look. Have I love the Patriots' ten. defense. I like their running game. But as a Chiefs fan who had Alex Smith for five years, look, I love the guy, and it was still fun to go to the playoffs. But Mac Jones isn't the answer unless he just does something completely different this year. All right, let's move on. NFC North. I think this one could be pretty quick as well. Although not the not the entire division, but the top, unless we have different tops. I don't know. But I'm gonna pick the Bengals. 14 and 3. A- A- AFC North. AFC North. Uh, yeah, Bengals at 14 and 3. I mean, as long as Burrow is good to go by the start of the season, even if he's a little whatever the first couple of games, it's fine. They were they got off to a slow start last year. They're going to be fine. As long as their entire team stays healthy, they're one of the best teams in the NFL. They're genuinely the team that scares me the most as a Chiefs fan. So, you guys already know the deal with the Bengals. They're going to be a juggernaut. 14 and 3 seems pretty fair to me. I think we can go past this one pretty quick. Unless you have another first place pick. I, I have the Bengals. Okay. I just have them going 12 and 5. Um, listen, it's the Bengals. They're going to be good. Uh, no surprises there. Joe Burrow, MVP caliber player. Um, spoiler alert I'm picking him to win the MVP this year. I think he's going to have a spectacular team, even though I have the Bills winning the most games this year, but I think Burrow's going to have a fantastic year. Um, Jamar Chase is going to have a fantastic year. That tandem for hopefully their entire careers are together. I know as a Steeler fan, um, seeing them torch the Steelers isn't exactly what I want to see, but as someone who's a Jamar Chase dynasty owner, I... That's a great pick. I love I, 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 I love watching it. Um, so... We'll, we'll see what happens here. I mean, I, I love this team. Can the Bengals make it to the promised land this year? That's the, that's the big thing. Uh, they definitely have the talent to do it. 
There's only very few quarterbacks in the NFL that have that fire that Mahomes has for competitiveness. And it goes... it's Joe Burrow is number two. Yeah. And I think, although it hurts that you guys lost against the Chiefs last year, I think the best thing for you guys this season is that Joe Burrow is going to be holding that for the rest of the year, and he's going to go crazy mode this year. Uh, I don't think they're going to get off to a slow start unless it's his injury that hinders him, but other than that, I think... I'm scared of the Bengals. I'll always be scared of the Bengals as a Chiefs fan, and even listen, though we finally got it on them if, last year. If Burrow isn't 100% by week one, they'll be fine. Even week two, don't, don't play him until you feel he's 100%, because the last thing you want to do is rush him back, even if he's sitting there 85%, and, and he re-injures that calf, and then he misses more time, and then before you know it, your season... Well, this... I would play him just because their first couple games are divisional games, but... I get what you're saying. He'll, he'll be playing week one. I'm just saying if somehow the recovery goes slower oh, yeah. than, than than you expect, because you never want to rush these guys back, especially early in the year when you have the entire year. Sit them out a, a week or two and play play the long game because you guys are the best team in the North, and there's no need to to dig yourself a deeper hole by risking re-injuring him. This isn't when it comes to week 12, week 13, when you're fighting for that one seed. Okay. Let's do number two with the AFC North. I got the Ravens this year at 10-7. and seven. This is, of course, if Lamar stays healthy. I think they could be even better than that, honestly. They got a new offensive coordinator this year. J.K. Dobbins hopefully coming back healthy finally. Um, they just got Zay Flowers, who I love as a rookie. He's already showed up pretty well in the preseason. He's pretty much their only wide receiver target right now with Bateman recovering from that injury. Mark Andrews coming back healthy. You know... The thing with the Ravens is really if they just stay not injured, they're going to be great. They're always been solid. They're another kind of Steelers-y team that no one talks about where they're always, you know, they're never worse than eight wins. Um, they usually make the playoffs. They always have a tough team around them. They keep games close. They got a good coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as long as things don't completely fall apart for the Ravens like they have the last two seasons in the second half of those seasons, I think they're going to be fine. They made the playoffs last year even with Tyler Huntley, Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley, I should say. <laughs> Um, but if you put Lamar in there in his place, I think they're going to be just fine. Ten and seven might be underselling them, to be honest. But. Yeah, I mean, it all, it all comes down to if Lamar can stay healthy. Sam, I have the same exact thing. Ravens finishing second, ten and seven, and the same thing with the Dolphins. Can your quarterback stay healthy? Because this team, obviously, like most teams, it's night and day when your starting quarterback um, is in versus out. Especially this Ravens team when when Lamar. This offense gets going when he gets going on the ground. When if he's struggling running this Ravens team, they're iffy because uh, sometimes Lamar's passing can be a little here and there. So they need Lamar more than ever. And if he's in, I think this team has the upside of winning twelve games and the the, the floor of the floor of eight. So I, I have him right there at 10, 10 wins, and it's gonna it's gonna be a, it's gonna be fun to see, especially like you said with Zay Flowers. They have the vet Odell who... That's I, right. I can't believe I didn't even I, I don't expect anything crazy. He missed all last year. He tore his ACL again in the Super Bowl. So he's a good vet, I feel, to have around for a guy like Zay Flowers to mentor him. He's, he's been around um, back when he was with the Giants. He was <clears throat> superstar making all those crazy catches. So it's going to come down to this wide... It's really going to come down to can Lamar stay healthy and can these wide receivers... Uh, step up to the plate in a weak and unproven wide receiver room. And Lamar is just such a difference maker. You saw it when Tyler Huntley was out there last year. They were so scared on offense. 
It took them till the final thirty seconds of the game to beat the Broncos ten to nine. That yeah, that that was painful. They barely beat the Panthers, barely beat the Falcons. Like there's these teams they just they were just scrubbing it out against, and yeah, it was just bad without Lamar. So he's just that much of a difference maker. Chris, I have a feeling we both have the same third place. You gotta be more confident in your team, Chris. I didn't like how you were acting towards the Steelers last year. I didn't like how you were acting towards the Steelers when they played each, the Chiefs and the Steelers played each other two years ago. I can't believe you picked the Chiefs to win that game just because you didn't want to be wrong. Chris, I want to see you picking the Steelers at second place because you're supposed to be the Kenny Pickett guy. I am, but Matt Canada's there. <laughs> okay, yeah, it, it, I'm not even kidding. If Matt Canada, you just pulled the M card right there. If, if Matt Canada wasn't there... I think the Steelers team has the potential to win 12 games. Okay. I like a realistic Steelers but fan. You're right. I keep it real. Matt Cannon is holding this team back. I'm happy the Steelers won games last year, but at the same time, it bites us in the butt when it comes to he. The reason them, them winning games is the reason why he's still there. All these other teams got rid of their offensive coordinators who had better offenses than the Steelers, more explosive offenses. What did the Steelers do with this absolute pathetic and boring <laughs> offense? They said, we're going to keep this guy even though everyone else is getting rid of their offensive coordinators. And you know what that makes me do? Scream. Because what are we going to do on third and 20? We're going to throw a two-yard... Two-yard slant route, and I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit, and I'm gonna cry and say why, why, why. But I have the Steelers going ten and seven, finishing. Okay, third. ten wins. Ten wins, ten and seven. I have them just making the playoffs at the seven seed. Um, it's gonna be a year that the only only way they make it make it here is well, obviously there's a bunch of ways, but they need T.J. Watt to stay healthy. You look at the splits when Watt was in versus out, two totally different teams. So as long as Watt stays healthy, they'll be fine. If and Pickett second year, he's bound to have growth. You know, you have him. He has to. You have uh, Pickens and you have Johnson. You have Fryermuth. This offense, the offensive line is getting better. This offense on paper should be among the top in the NFL. I feel, but then you look at what's holding them back, and it's Canada. Because I mean, you would think you know older Ben. You know, maybe he's not the same, and he was regressing. But then you look at it, then you bring in a guy like Kenny Pickett. And it's the same shit. And it goes back to Kenny Pickett's younger. He's mobile. He can move. And then you go, it's this freaking guy, Matt Canada. The same shit year in and year out. And it just pisses me off, man, that the Steelers, they love keeping their coaches a long time. I respect that. They don't, they're a team that's not prone to change. They have not had a lot of head coaches in their time. And they just need to move on from Matt Canada. If... If you were holding, uh, if you were holding top secret government government information, and they took you hostage, and you were forced to rather watch 2019 Steelers offense or the 2022 Steelers offense, which one would make you leak the information first? Duck Hodges or Kenny Pickett rookie season? The Duck Hodges time was fun though. Okay, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Same thing. Mason Rudolph sucks. Both painful years for the Steelers. I have them at 9-8. and eight. They have to have a winning record. I also have them at the 7th seed. Let's move on. We both got the same last place. I got the Browns. Only at 8-9. and nine. I think some people might have them worse. I have the same exact thing. 8-9. Okay. We have a lot of similar ones so far. But, um... Look, the Browns on paper are great. You know? The but Browns are the Browns. That's the whole thing. It's not even that. It is a little bit that. But it's also, I believe, in karma. And, like... I feel like everyone's just going to feel weird if Deshaun Watson balls out this year. Like, there's just no way it's going to happen. 
And he was like, re- the football gods just won't let that happen. Like, I just didn't expect he's him gonna to get hurt. I didn't expect him to be that bad last year, and he was atrocious last year. And it's, okay. one of, it's one of those things. We go back to what I mentioned earlier. The Browns are the Browns, the Jets are the Jets, and the Lions are the Lions. And, you know, people are expecting the Browns to Deshaun Watson. He's second year back, maybe finishing second or third, fighting for a playoff spot. And I just see another dud year coming from this Cleveland team that they have talent on both sides of the ball. It's just they're the Browns. I actually think they're going to miss Kareem Hunt this year. Oh, uh, I, I, He's I, a big dump off target that I don't I, think I, they're going to I agree, too. And... Whatever team picks him up, because he's somehow still a free agent, is going to love that. Because, yeah, his productivity went down, but he's still someone who can get it on the ground in the air and still have a big play here and there. So I think that team should really consider making a move to sign him if you're uh, like, oh, we can use someone to help out the running back position. But you know what's going to happen. Someone's going to get hurt come week five, week six. And Sean Watson. <laughs> Kareem Hunt is going to... Get a call and be like, "Listen, man, we need you. We're we don't we're missing one of our <laughs> running backs." He's like, "I'm far gone on the Vikings or whatever," <laughs> and uh, and boom. I think. All right, I'm officially saying this is the first person ever that I'm wishing an injury on. It's Deshaun Watson, and I hope it's a groin injury. Uh, you do the math. All right. Um, let's move on. AFC West. I mean, do I even have to say it? I got the Raiders at 15 and two, baby, winning the division. No, all right. Uh, let's be boring. I'm just kidding. I love saying this every offseason. It's a dream come true to be able to say this. The Chiefs, only at 14-3. and three. I'm not going to have them going 17-0 and 0 or whatever people want me to. But, look, the Chiefs are going to end up losing probably once to either the Bills or the Bengals. Maybe the Eagles get their revenge. I don't know. They'll probably have a divisional loss or one of those weird Sunday afternoons where they lose to, like, the Bears in Week 3. Like, we did that to the Colts last year, so I'm not going to be shocked if the Chiefs pull one of those. We have one of those every single year, usually against the Titans or, like, an AFC South opponent. But I'm so fucking excited for the Chiefs season. Like, it's just like 2020, three years ago, or the first season we ever covered, where it's a level of excitement plus comfort because we just came off from winning a Super Bowl. So anything bad that happens to the Chiefs just hurts like 1% less. It still hurts, but I could just stare at that ring all day. And the fact that we won a Super Bowl last year in a year that we weren't supposed to, and now we have an even better team. We were just talking about the wide receiver core when you mentioned Sky Moore in our fantasy episode. I actually love our wide receiver core. I think that our seventh wide receiver is better than most people's fourth wide receivers. Um, yes, our, we don't have a great first wide receiver, but it's a deep room. I love that Isaiah Pacheco is going to get more playing time this year. He's going to be great. Um, obviously, we got Mahomes and Kelsey, a good offensive line, Andy Reid, an improving young defense that we haven't had to really pay much yet. Is Justin Chris Ra- Jones, please play. Justin Watson is on the team. He's, a, he's like our sixth wide receiver. I mean, we got we got Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, MVS, Justin Ross, yeah, Justin Richie Ross. James, he's gonna play, right? And just yeah, and Justin Watson. Like that's a pretty good seven right there. Um, like I just can't wait. I can't wait until Thursday to see them play the Lions. The wide receiver room right now, obviously Rasheed Rice and um, Sky Moore good. are the big question marks right now, but um. MVS, I think people don't mention this enough. MVS, him and Mahomes were not on the same page last year. There were plenty of times where MVS was wide open down the seam. Mahomes just missed him. If he connects on four of those this year, 
our offense is going to be significantly better. Like, there's just so many variables that are going to be put into this offense. Unpredictable ones, too, for the defenses. My whole thing with MVS is the fact that he had Aaron Rodgers, an all-time great, and it was the same issue there. It's the same issue here. That's just who he is. He's just one of those guys that... You, there's one guy to fix it, though. It's Mahomes. We'll see. I mean... Look, the Chiefs, man... <sighs> I mean, you're going to hear me talk about the Chiefs all offseason, so we might as well just keep going because I'm going to be just a crazy, fun mess this entire year just rooting for the Chiefs like I always do. All right, let's just move on, Chris. I assume you have the Chiefs winning as well. Yeah, 12-5, and five, really no explanation okay, there. Um, five. That would be Mahomes, tied for Mahomes' worst season. It, it really comes down to the fact that the receiving room, I know you're high on it, but... Oh, stop. We had this conversation last year, though, and it, we were amazing. We had 5,000 yards. You lose Juju. There's really no true proven guy there. I can, I'll put 100 bucks on it right now that Sky Moore is going to fill Juju's role just fine. I hope. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. but Easily. Easily. Richie James is going to fill it as well. Listen, gonna they're going to be the two seed in the AFC. It'll be fine. They'll be fine. Um, there's really not much I have to say about this besides, I guess, last year or two years ago, this was the division I had as most comp- competitive. And this yep. year, not that competitive. Um, the Chiefs are the only team in this division that I have actually making the playoffs. I think it's because we both, like the Jets, have the chart. That's another team. The Chargers are going to Charger. Partially because I've always been high on the Chargers, and every year you said they're going to Charger, and I never listened. And yeah, I finally, you're I, listen. I, I finally learned my lesson that this team, no matter how much talent they have, they'll be above average, but they're always just going to let you down. Yeah, they're always going to make it close. They're always going to win games that they shouldn't win and then lose games that they shouldn't lose. They're going to be close. They're going to be in the playoff hunt all season. Justin Herbert's going to have great highlights, blah, 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 blah. They're going to look great in their powder blue uniforms, and that's just totally wasted on a shit team that the Chargers are because they always blow it. But let's be real. It's the Chargers. They just went to the playoffs, and this is a perfect season now. The Chargers are the offseason champions every single year. They're, they're picked as the preseason Super Bowl champions. I think some people are finally starting to catch on that they're not going to be amazing like they everyone predicts them to. But, yeah, I have them at 9-8, and eight, just missing the playoffs. Same exact thing. I mean, we have so many records the same. It's crazy, because we actually didn't really even, like, talk to each other before this about literally I, I texted you about an hour before we started and i'm really curious to see if we have the same thing next would be crazy for all right you say who's your third place i have the broncos at seven uh seven to ten yep what the all right um the broncos they're gonna be better than last year um new head coach sean payton which i love this team is uh gonna be an improvement because i think hackett offensive coordinator quarterback coach type of guy he is not a Head coach. While some guys are just fit for the head coaching position, while other guys are fit for specific types of the off, an offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, stuff stuff like that. They're just better at it than others, and that's how it is. And Sean Payne's going to step in here on a team that Russell Wilson, I think, is going to help him get back in the right track. And they're going to win two more games this year, which, um, you know, very well the Broncos. I always said there's that one team that sucked one year, and then the next year they shocked the world. Who knows? Can the Broncos be that team? Maybe, maybe all it was is a head coach and Russell Wilson's Russell Wilson's back. But I'm not going to believe it till I see it. I know I hear the same thing every year that there has to be that one team, and I just don't have the balls to go through with it. But I'm having the Broncos here, seven and ten. It'll be a step in the right direction. Um, uh, but you know what? I'm also going to say I do think the Broncos 
Um, with the news of Jonathan Taylor potentially wanting a trade, I think the Broncos could be a team that could be in the market for maybe making a running back acquisition if they find themselves uh, being like, you know what, let's do this. Let's go uh, in this year. I feel like we have a good shot. Who knows? It's just one of those things. I know um, who was the was a, I think when the Jonathan Taylor news first broke out, I mentioned the Broncos and you agreed with me. That was just a little something I felt yeah. like throwing in there. But Broncos 7-10 improvement, but nothing special. And they're going to be in the upward direction. Yeah, actually, seven by ten, seven and ten is my floor for the Broncos. I think they could win up to ten games. But as a Chiefs fan, I'm just going to hopefully uh, think or coast on the fact that Russell Wilson is actually washed and Sean Payton isn't going to do much work for them. All right. Finally, we got the Raiders. They're an absolute mess. I have I'm, them at five and twelve. No, no way, no way, no way, no way. Wait. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We've had. I think Jets, we, Patriots, Chargers. I think just the Bills and Dolphins were different, but th- that was Bills, like, Dolphins, and Chiefs. It was I like were the only different ones. One, one game, one or two games. That's crazy. Uh, by the way, we totally forgot about the AFC South. Uh, I just skipped right over it. That's how forgettable they are. But uh, okay, everyone knows that the Raiders suck and they're a mess, and Josh McDaniels needs to be fired after the season. Do I have much more to say, Chris? Really? No, five, five and twelve. Five and twelve. Okay. Um, disaster. Uh, yeah, they're in rebuild mode. Fuck the Raiders. All right, uh, AFC South, we got to pay them some respect. At least this one team, because they're actually good. If we have the same record here, I'm Okay, the I'm Jacksonville leaving. Jaguars. I'm, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I might do this podcast by myself for the rest of the podcast. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going 12-5. and 11-6? I had them 11-6. I had them at 11-6. And, and then I changed it about five minutes before we started. I love the Jaguars this year. Um, you know, what I always say, you get that quarterback in their third year, that receiver at the trade deadline, they traded for a suspended Calvin Ridley, who's a star. Uh, he's going to take Trevor Lawrence to that next level from, from very good quarterback to superstar. I truly believe that. And this team last year, Evan Ingram broke out. You got Christian Kirk. This team, they were missing that one superstar wide receiver. You get Calvin Ridley off of a year. Didn't miss it because of injury. Missed it because uh, he got suspended for, for sports gambling. And now you take a team that had a comeback win in the playoffs, a team that nobody thought after the whole Urban Meyer situation was going to make the playoffs. You bring in a real coach in Doug Peterson, and boom, look what happens. Now they're a playoff team, and now there's rumblings of, can this team be a, be a contender now? It can contend with the likes of the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, you know, the Jaguars, they're one of those teams that I feel uh, they're not getting talked about as much as they should be because you have those three juggernauts up top and then you have Jacksonville right there. And don't sleep on Jacksonville. I really like this team this year. You know how I feel about <coughs> getting your quarterback that big wide receiver year three. It's going to pay off huge. I, will, I said it a million times. I'll say it again. Josh Allen digs. You get Tua. You give him uh, Tyree Kill. And then you get... Jalen Hurts, you, you get him, A.J. Brown, and look what it did for all of them. Am- Josh Allen, Stephon. Amazing things. And going over to the NFC with uh, Justin Fields, you just got him a guy in D.J. Moore. So you get your quarter, your young quarterback, uh, a proven wide receiver, and boom. Doug Peterson knows how to, to bring up Trevor Lawrence's confidence level. I mean, you saw Trevor Lawrence. He was so uh, just, just a mess with Urban Meyer, but... I saw Tre- I know. I saw Trevor Lawrence in person in Arrowhead, and I could just tell that 
like he was a different breed. The way he kept himself poised in the pocket with that crowd, just everything. And then the fact that he, he made a pretty decent run in the playoffs as well. He made that comeback, and then he played the Chiefs pretty well. Um, and just really started skyrocketing towards the second half of last year. And you just mentioned all the pieces they added. I just think that the Jaguars, you put that, mix it with their relatively easy schedule, especially within their division. It's going to be a, a, a mixture for, for a lot of good this year. Week two, watch out for Chiefs-Jaguars Sunday at 1 o'clock in Jacksonville. That is such a game the Chiefs are going to lose. That's, I just know it is. That's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for that. There's some weird stuff's going to happen, like a, like a kicker touchdown or some shit. I don't know. Something really weird is going to happen. It's going to start off like both teams are going to have a kick return for a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, that's it, the kind of vibes giving up. All right, Chris. We got a whole NFC to get to, so let's just rapid fire right, with these uh, three teams because all three of them are going to be very relevant this uh, year. I have the Titans, uh, respectable seven and ten. Okay, same here. Um, just going to be, of course, same you, here. You know, can they do better? Sure. Can they do worse? Yeah, seven and ten just, just seems right. Um, whether they're going to go to the younger quarterbacks or are they going to rock out the season with uh, the sorry, sorry, wait with Tannehill. Um, a lot of uh, question marks around that. The Titans feel like a team that is just hanging on for dear life. Like they're still convincing themselves they're the same Titans back, you know, of 2019, 2021. And don't forget about they're Der- about to fall and, apart. And don't forget about Derrick Henry. He's yeah. he's gonna have another great season. Gonna have a couple of those 180, maybe 200 yard rushing games like he always seems to have every year. So Derrick Henry is gonna do his thing. But next, um, Sam, I have the Houston Texans. Oh, no. Don't say it. I have them at six and eleven. Okay, finally we got a different one. I have them at five and twelve. Basically the same thing. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> um, I don't think the Texans—they're frisky. They're not going to be. They're going to be fun to watch. Is what yeah, I, I think they're going to be a good bad. Six six a wins. I think that's um, a little bit of overachieving, maybe yeah. for what people expect. Um, you know, they have Stroud and Will Anderson, two guys I, I think that are going to be fun to watch and fun to see their development. They made the big trades to go. Picks number two and three. They give up future at future pick assets, but in return they get two guys they think can be uh, the center of their offense and defense. So I'm hoping it works out for them because the Texans are a team that they've been relevant for a while. You know they had the fans that lived through the Brock Osweiler days. <laughs> Throwback to that. Um, that amazing so, 2016 playoff win against the Raiders. Maybe this can uh, lead them to something good, which uh, they're long overdue for. They have Damian Pierce as well. Love Damian Pierce. So Fantasy gonna, god last year. We're going to see what happens here. And then rounding out the South, I have the Colts going 4-13. 3-14 for me. Anthony Richardson, rookie quarterback. Um, I don't expect much. Uh, same, same, same thing for Stroud, let me say. But the thing is, the Texans, I feel, are more of a put-together, complete team than the yeah. Colts, especially since Jonathan Taylor, um, he's more than likely not even going to be there in a few weeks' time. So It's funny because, I guess, I guess not post-Andrew Luck, but it's funny because when you think of the Colts, you might think of like a better, more well-put-together franchise than the Texans. But I got to say, it's been completely flipped lately. Like I don't trust the Colts at all, at all to make a good decision. They they they're making their players just not happy. And the Texans, on the other hand, you feel like they're just a disaster of an organization, but they're doing all the right things right now. So yeah, I think our predictions right now are very correct for those two teams because the Colts, even though Anthony Richardson's a fun new toy to have, he's going to be a rookie and it's just going to be kind of weird to start. So I yeah, think we both have it pretty correct. All right, let's move on to the NFC. Say Finally. You, you pick whichever division you want. All right, start with the East because I think this one's pretty... Well, okay, a lot of Cowboys and Giants fans might not agree, but come on. you got to give the Eagles their credit. 
They proved, even though they might have had an easier schedule last year, they still proved that they're a great team. They played the Chiefs extremely hard in the Super they Bowl. They shut me up roster. really quick. I didn't exactly. think they were going to make it very far, and they nearly won the Super Bowl. I mean, you have them winning. I have them winning. What do you 13 have? 13-4. and four. I have them as uh, the overall. Uh, yeah, I have them as the second seed, actually. Really? Yeah. I have them as the number one seed in the NFC once again, and I have them as the best record in the NFL at 14-3. and three. I think that they're going to just have another dominant season. Hurts is only going to improve. This offense is going to improve. Defense is going to improve. I feel th- this team is better than last year. I, think- I mean, just think about their draft. Like the the defense that the, the players that they added like uh, Jalen Carter and um why is the other guy blanking? Uh Nolan Smith, like just those two alone to add on to their already historical defensive line last year. Who, by the way, got zero sacks in the Super Bowl. But we're not going to talk about that. I mean, the fact that the Eagles won a lot of games last year by killing their opponents. Like, what is going to happen this year? I, you're right. I actually am rethinking putting them at 13-4. and four. I, I'm just playing it a little bit safe, I guess. But I don't see a scenario where the Eagles somehow fall apart. I mean, they're just another uh, probably top two roster in the NFL. And the Chiefs are not in the top two. It's probably the Eagles and the Niners. I could see that. So I, I, I like that. Right. It's funny because the AFC is a lot better in general, but I think the top two rosters in the entire NFL are in the NFC. So I agree with that. All right, Chris, this one might be tough for you. Uh, we might agree. I have the Cowboys in second. Yeah, me too. Okay, all right. Big Cowboys hater. I'm actually... I'm going to want to say I'm going to be alive for this. I don't even hate the Cowboys, to be honest. Really? I really don't. I, I don't... I don't love their fans, but the team itself, it's like... I'm 22 years old. What have I really ever seen the Cowboys be amazing? Like, they don't bug me. I- I'm a Chiefs fan. Like, the Chiefs have nothing to do with the Cowboys. Like, like yeah, it's fun to make fun of Cowboys fans and see them lose the same way in the playoffs every year. But they don't actually make me angry like some people do. I know you're a different story, but... Like, they're more of, like, a fun to make fun of. Because they haven't actually bothered me as a Chiefs fan. Because they have nothing to do with the Chiefs, so that's just my take. I have them going ten and seven. They're I, still a great roster. I have them eleven and six. I think it's going to be a, a good, good regular season for them, as is every, as it always is. Yeah, always is. Barring no injury. Same story. And uh, I can't wait them to see them lose in San Fran once again, third year in a row. They're going to lose against the Niners, aren't they? And uh, look, if Dak throws like how many t- interceptions did he have last year? Like 15? So many. 16? Like, if he does that again, you guys really gotta stop hyping this guy up, please. Like, I like Dak. He's a great person. He's a solid quarterback, but at some point, you gotta figure out what you wanna do. You don't wanna become the Vikings. You really don't. You're, 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 the Cowboys are the Vikings with a good defense. That's all it is. Alright, uh, Giants fans, I'm sorry, but I have you missing the playoffs at 8-9, and nine, I think. Same exact record. This schedule is harder. You better not have the Commanders at 6-11, and 11, Chris. I've got 5-12. and 12. Okay. I have the Giants 8-9. Uh, and nine. It's not going to be the same season as last year for them. I think it's going to be a big uh, wake-up call. Harder schedule. Uh... A lot, a lot's going to change. Uh, can Daniel Jones play up to how he did last year? That improvement, maybe. I mean, the coaching staff definitely, definitely helped out. But can he be consistent? That's the big question. And there's a lot of question marks. I feel here. You know, you have the Eagles and Cowboys in your division. Um, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Their schedule. It's, it's not going to be a cakewalk schedule like like parts of last year were for them. And. I'm uh I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out because very well eight and nine, 
they could do that, or they can shut me up, and maybe maybe they can go and win eleven games. I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, just like um, the Broncos, this is more of like a floor pick for the Giants. I just think they're gonna do worse than expected. That's just my opinion. This is exactly. I think the Giants. I have their floor being six games, and I think oh, wow. I, I think their ceiling. 10, I don't think it's six. But... I, I think their ceiling is around around eleven or maybe even twelve games. So I have them. Right at the uh, yeah. right on that average. Look, the good news for the Giants is you got Brian Dable, you secured Daniel Jones. I don't even really know if that's good news, but I don't hate Daniel Jones. I he, he proved me wrong last year, but I don't think he deserves forty mil. We already talked about it in the offseason. But I totally real... forgot about that until like right, <laughs> right, right, right now. The real thing we have to look at, and yes, you also added Darren Waller. He he's got to stay healthy. That's all it is. What you really have to bet on as a Giants fan is for you to have that run again last year where you won the majority of your one-score games and Saquon Barkley stayed healthy the entire season. I like your defense. I actually almost picked Kayvon Thibodeau for Defensive Player of the Year because I think he's awesome. But I don't know. There's a lot of betting on a lot of things going your way as a Giants fan because it's not like they had a great roster last year. I think their roster did improve this year, but you're just betting on a lot of things going right again and it totally could happen it totally could i don't hate anyone on the giants i don't think they're a bad team but i just think with the schedule that they have and the odds that they pretty much everything went their way last year i just i don't know i'm gonna have them eight and nine for now if they're a couple games better than that and they end up making the playoffs i'm not gonna be shocked uh chris commanders 611 for me sam howell i like him but honestly if Sam Howell isn't like great right off the bat, I think the commander should totally try and just go for Caleb Williams because I think that's a great fit under Eric Bieniemy next year. Um, with that roster, that's very, very solid. I mean, they got a good defense, good offensive line, good weapons. I mean, there's really not much to be mad about with the commanders. It's just no. they're in a tough division, and we just don't know yet with Sam Howell. So. Definitely. I mean, this is his uh, first opportunity here. You have Eric Bieniemy and... We'll see what happens. It's it's a team that you know, it comes down to quarterback play. And I'm not expecting anything crazy, especially this year. So, once again, just a lot of what is exactly going to happen. We don't know. You know, when you have teams, uh, and we have teams like the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants, three teams who are undoubtedly just straight up better than you in your division. It's uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be tough, especially to win those divisional games. It's it's not gonna be easy. Maybe they get one, maybe they get two. I don't know. Who knows? They could possibly not win a single game in the division as well. It's 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 gonna it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be more negatives than positives for them. But at the end of the day, you're gonna get, you're gonna end up with a good draft pick, and you're gonna see progression in in, in your quarterback. So. Chris, your dad's on the hot seat this year. Ron Rivera, I mean, he might be gone, honestly. All right, NFC North, I think this is finally going to be the one that we're not the same on because I got some I got some bold ones here. Uh, I know who you have winning. The Packers. Yeah, I have the Packers winning the division at 10-7. I'm a Jordan Love guy. I'm a Jordan Love guy. Oh. Yeah, I'm just like you with Carson Wentz. I'm not going to say MVP because that's what you said with Carson Shut Wentz up. back in 2020. But... <laughs> I'm a Jordan Love guy. I don't know what it is. I was actually oh. not on him the last two seasons, but I, I don't know what it, I just have a gut feeling with him. He's not going to be great, but he's going to just he's just going to be the likable guy that gets shit done, that game manages and doesn't turn over the ball and uses all the weapons in front of him to his advantage with a good defense in front of him and a good coach and a fun fan base and a fun team. I'm a Packers guy this year. 
maybe it's because Aaron Rodgers is gone and some of that stink is out of there. I saw Jordan Love at a collectible show back in April, and I don't know, he made eye contact with me, and maybe that, I don't know what's going on with me, man, but I'm picking the Packers at 10-7. A little bit of a... It's lo- a real gut feeling with me. A little bit of a love story there with you and Jordan uh, Love. Jordan Love, all right. Anyways. What? Don't tell me you have the Lions winning. No, 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 the I don't. Vikings? I have the Vikings winning. I think it's... Chris, like- the cardinal rule with the Vikings is that they win 13 games, they lose in the playoffs, and then they win... Seven or eight games in the next year, and they missed the playoffs. That's what I have happening. I have them winning eleven games this year, and they're going to lose. First yeah, round but of the they just had thirteen and four and lost. They're gonna okay, win, they're going to win the division. They're going to win um, a, 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 eleven games this year, and you know, I think they're better than the other three teams in the division. I can't believe you have Jordan Love there. I mean, oh, I mean, we I, we haven't even seen anything. It's from Jordan a weird, Love. but you know what? But, but you know, I'm not going to hate on that simply because the fact I always said is that one team that nobody expects the to be Packers good have that, a good team that can though. be good. They have a good team, and you know what? I am not even going to. I think sh- a lot of people are going to be shocked. I, I'm not even going to shit on you for that because every year it's like the Bengals a few years back, um, it's like the the Jaguars last year. They're that, that team that nobody expects to do anything crazy, and they do something crazy because simply because we don't know what's going to happen from Jordan Love. But they have Dobbs, they have Watson, so that would only be better for me. Uh, some of my fantasy leagues, dynasty leagues that I have um, my shares in Watson in, so. Part of me hopes that uh, actually comes true here. But, uh, Sam, finishing in the second-place position here, I have none other than the Chicago Bears Same here. going 10-7. and seven. Okay. I think this team is going to be – they're a young team. They're a fun team. And this team can win 10 games and everything. You'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. This team can also win five or six games. <laughs> and oh, I, w- I, wouldn't, Bears fans I wouldn't even be mad because the amount of money they have, the amount of youth on that team, they're only going to get better. So no, honestly, this is, this, this is a weird type of situation because no matter exactly what happens, unless you win like one or two games this year, which isn't going to happen, as long as you win more games than last year, it should be a positive. You, you get DJ Moore... Justin Fields is only going to get better. Hopefully, he improves in the passing game more. We know he, he what he can do on the ground. Um, you got some defensive additions, so this team I think is poised for uh, going in the right direction. And I think ten and seven making the playoffs. I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Justin Fields, fun for fantasy. How many hundred yard rushing games is he going to have this year? So I'm, I really, I really like the Chicago team this year. I think I'm higher than them. On uh, I think I'm higher than them than most people are to be honest with you. You know. Uh, I'm, I'm super excited. Crazy enough, I have them making the playoffs at 9-8. and eight. I'm chalking up the Bears to be the 2021 Eagles this year um, as their ceiling, and I'm picking them as a ceiling pick, unlike the Giants where I picked them as a floor pick, because I'm a Justin Fields guy, just like I'm a Jordan Love guy, and I think that they're going to have a similar trajectory, uh, both Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts did in 2021, where they kind of get off to a slower start. And then Justin Fields does his thing, gets more comfortable, uses DJ more and more often. Their defense gets better as the season goes on. And then they just slip in there to get the seventh seed, and they probably get killed in the playoffs and get eliminated. I That really is how I feel with the Bears. They can really shock some people this year. Or like you said, they can just completely fall apart, and they're not ready yet. We'll see. And, and, and you know what? As long as they win more games than last year, which I don't think is going to be hard exactly. for them, it's going to be a successful year for them. It's really just about Justin Fields and him getting comfortable yep. and just showing that he keeps improving. That's really what's most important. Chris, I got the Lions at 8-9, and nine, unfortunately. Me too. Third place. You have the Vikings finishing last? I do. Uh, you have the Packers finishing last. Um, we're flipped. Look, Lions fans, I'm sorry. 
I love the Lions, and I want them to do good. But you, you, do we have to explain this, Lions fans? We know that we all know what's gonna happen. Come on, we all know what's gonna happen. Jordan Love is gonna become your new nightmare. Justin Fields is gonna become the new nightmare. You're gonna probably beat the Vikings once, like you always do, and then that's gonna be it. You're gonna you're gonna get off to either a hot start or a slow start again, and then end good, and then end bad. I don't know what it's gonna be, but. I hope the Lions prove me wrong, go 13-4 and four and win the division. I really do. But they have the roster to do it, but they're also the Lions. And just like the Jets, if that if it was if it was that roster putting on any other uniform, pretty much, if they put on a Steelers uniform, they'd be 13-4. and four. Honestly, I think they'd have like a, a tie or two. <laughs> yeah, honestly, oh, I didn't pick anyone to have a tie. Can I do that really quick? I'm going to do one really quick. Hold on. I have it. But... Yeah, Chris, I don't have much else to say if you want to talk about... I mean, I have the Vikings last. I think Kirk Cousins is going to get lonely this year without the camera crew following him around, and he's going to get depressed, and he's not going to be as good this year. I have the Packers finishing at last. At a, wait, what was the record you said for the Vikings? 7-10. Uh, 7-10. and I have yeah. the Packers going 6-11, and and honestly, it comes down to... Wow. I The question marks around Jordan Love. I think that this is technically his rookie season, which is crazy to think about, and... If and it can only go up from what we've seen from him so far, um, but I just I just don't know. I think you're going in a for, from what I'm expecting, it's nearly impossible to it's impossible to replace Aaron Rodgers. Let's just say it as it is. And Jordan Love, no matter anyone in the league besides the, besides the top guys, obviously like Josh Allen, Burrow, Mahomes. Hurt, but obviously, besides guys like that, you're going in the step backwards, and now you're going to a guy who he has next to no experience in uh, the NFL. He's played one game, I think maybe late in a few games that kind of meaningless. Uh, obviously, preseason, but preseason doesn't count, it's totally different. So, there's a lot of unknowns here. Yeah, you have young talent in your receiving core. Um, Six and eleven, I feel it's a, a safe bet. But Sam, I can easily see them being that team. The more I think about it, that can shock everyone. I'm that, glad we have some opposites. That's Sam. not. A, <laughs> we got some good bets coming in this season. Me, me too. That uh, can shock everyone, and they can actually end up with a winning record. I think that would be fun because there's always that one team every year that everyone expects to be good and sucks, and that team that everyone expects to suck, no expectations, and blows everyone away. So, you pick that team, and we'll see if that uh. That comes true, Sam. But um, final two divisions we got here, Chris. NFC South. I got the Saints winning ten and seven. Yep, I have the same. Okay, all right, here we go. Um, I think the Saints are actually pretty good. Like Derek Carr is a huge upgrade from Andy Dalton. I think that is Michael Thomas going to stay healthy. Is Michael Thomas going to stay healthy? I mean, they have other guys. Kamara is only getting suspended for three games. But your backup running back isn't too Jamal shabby. Williams. Also, I love Jamal Williams. We're talking about fantasy. That's a nice pickup in the later rounds. Just goal for line security. back. He's going to get three games to start. Who else do we have? We got Chris Olave in his second season. <sighs> love Olave. What, did he have a thousand yards last year? He did. Right. I mean, okay. If you have a thousand yards, with Andy Dalton. Like you're gonna be, you're gonna be just fine with. Carr. He had one thousand. Okay. One thousand forty-two yards. So you're gonna be just fine with Derek Carr. I think the one knock against the Saints is their coach. I don't like Dennis Allen at all. I think he's a terrible coach. I think the fact that they're gonna make the playoffs is good. The division's so bad. But just like Matt Canada, that's gonna make Dennis Allen not get fired, and I don't think Saints fans want that. Um, 
But I like Derek Carr. Now that he's off the Raiders, I think he's a good guy. I think that he's going to have at least 4,000 yards passing, probably 20, 25-plus touchdowns. Doesn't turn over the ball much. I think overall they still have a pretty good roster, especially in this division, Chris. So I think this is a pretty easy pick for the division winner. Definitely, Sam. And I'm pretty. I'm, I have a feeling that we're gonna have the same. I swear. The same. Next, I have the uh, the Falcons finishing in second, seven and ten. Yeah, what the hell? How do we have the same shit? Um, How do we have the same shit? Great minds. Let's just go alive. back talking about the Packers. Um, you know, I love Bijan. He's going to most likely have the most touches among running backs. Uh, there's no reason why, as long as he can stay healthy, I really think that he can have over 1,000 yards, uh, top three in touchdowns for running backs this year. He's going to have a phenomenal rookie year. Spoiler alert, he's my offensive rookie of the year. Um, he's gonna Same be, here. He's, he's going to be a stud, superstar in the making right here. So and Pick 104 in fantasy. And Let's this, go. And this is a... Uh, it's the young Falcon team now. I'm, I'm not sold on Desmond Ritter. I'm not the biggest Ritter fan. I'll be the first to admit. But this team... I'll be the second to admit. They have, uh, they have talent. This is a young team. They're going to look good at some points. They're going to look very bad at some points. They're going to make a lot of rookie mistakes. But you know what? That's going to be part of the growing pains. And they're going to be lucky that they get to play in a weaker division. First off, when you have another young team like the Panthers. And then you have a Tom Brady-less <coughs> Buccaneers team. So you have two of those teams as well that you can get some wins off of. So it's going to be a uh, big growing season for the Falcons, but they're going to achieve more than I think most expect because of the fact of what division they're they're, they're playing. I'm going in. to chalk them up to be the Texans of the NFC, uh, and that they're going to be bad and they're going to have some growing pains, but they're going to be fun to watch and they're going to they're going to win some. They're games. going to be like a good bad team. Yeah, exactly. I think the fact that Bijan's there, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, Desmond Ritter might hold them back, just like you said. I'm, I'm not the biggest believer in him as well. But they're young, they're fun. Uh, I don't think there's any high expectations for the Falcons, so you can kind of just cruise back, relax if you're a Falcons fan, be like, all right, Desmond Ritter's good, then great. If he's not, we'll try to get Caleb Williams. And then we have a great offense you know, around him as well. So it's kind of just a wait-and-see season for the Falcons. Chris, I'm going to guess we both have the Panthers and Bucks, third, fourth, six and 11, five and 12. I have the Panthers at five and 12 and the Bucks at four and 13. Okay, so we're one game off both of those. Basically th- the same thing at yeah. that point. I think the Bucks can sneakily maybe go like eight and nine, but I'm gonna put them more towards their floor. I'm, you know, how how many games did the Bucks win last year? Eight. Eight. They're, they're, I they're, saw no Kyle way. Trask at the Jets game in person. He was looking nice. Baker Mayfield is gonna be Baker Mayfield. I'm not gonna say anything else about him because we all know about him. It, it really comes down to it with the whole Bucks and the four wins. I mean, listen, Bucks have an okay roster. I I think it's mostly their quarterback and Todd Bowles. I hate Todd Bowles. Todd, He's one of the worst coaches. Todd Bowles is a defensive coordinator. He's a fantastic defensive coordinator, but he is not a head coach. It baffles me how they're still keeping him. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't we we saw it with New York. He wasn't a good head coach with the Jets. He goes to Tampa, defensive coordinator. They win the Super Bowl, one of the top defenses. And then Bruce Arians, he goes to a front office position, and they promote Todd Bowles. And this team, yeah, Brady got older. He wasn't the same. But also this team took a complete 180 to where I feel that if they kept uh, Bowles as a defensive coordinator and Arians as the head coach, this team would have been more competitive. Maybe could win 10 games last year. So I think that... You really got to look at it and be like, Bowles is a defensive mind. He's a defen- he's a top defensive coordinator. He's amazing at that. You won a Super Bowl with him when he was a defensive coordinator. And that didn't happen because of any old reason. It happened because 
Todd Bowles is a damn good defensive coordinator among the top defensive minds in football, and that's where he should be. Yeah, and then with the Panthers, 6-11. Bryce Young's going to be fun to watch. He's looked very poised and comfortable in the pocket so far in the preseason, but it's just going to be growing pains for the Panthers. Just like the Falcons, they're going to be fun to watch. they got some weapons this season. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, DJ Shark, obviously Bryce Young. Uh, uh, it's pretty Thielen solid the offensive Panthers, line. Like, it's so perfect. He, he's opinion. definitely going to catch. So like, he's he's going to have three catches on four targets for like, 62 yards and a touchdown week one. I can't wait for him to have 49 catches, 612 yards, and seven touchdowns. I just can't wait for it. All right. 49ers are going to be my one seed of the NFC. 14-3. and three. I know what you're saying. How can you get a one seed when you don't really have a quarterback? Well, guess what? Brock Purdy quarterback one season. Nah, I don't actually know. I just think their roster is that good. That if Brock Purdy just plays like how he did in the second half of the season and just doesn't screw anything up... No injuries. I mean, it's the 49ers. Shanahan like, likes this guy. I know. They're going to... The 49ers... I think if the Chiefs and Niners met back in the Super Bowl this coming year, I'd be much more nervous for them this time around than in 2019, to be honest. And this, this 49ers team, it's like, it doesn't matter who's under center. They're going to be They're going to be competitive. I like Brock if he can keep it up. I mean, was it just a one-hit wonder type of situation? Or is this going to be the guy in the future that Trey Lance is going to get traded uh, you take you take him third overall. You trade all those picks, and now he's gonna get traded. And that happens sometimes, you know. But at the end of the day, you have to move on, and you have to move on quick. You you can't sit back and think about it. And as a Trey Lance dynasty owner, <laughs> I am hurting so much right now. Yikes. But it's okay. And Brees Hall. Well, Brees Hall's gonna finally be back. But. Uh- all right, we don't I'm, want to talk I'm about very Jets. nervous about uh, Tank on the Jaguars taking over for ETN. Nah, you shouldn't be that nervous. All right, this is not a fantasy episode. Number two, it's going to be my team with this first tie. I, know, I, I, I never said what I had the... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I have them going winning, winning division 11-6, 49ers. Interesting. Okay. Seahawks, second place, 8-8-1. Eight, eight, uh, there's such a team with Geno Smith that would tie, like on a prime time game or something. Well, it's not going to be a prime time game because they tie they're tying with the Cardinals, in my opinion. Oh man, I could just see the Seahawks going to Arizona and tying. Like that's just such a weird game. Colt McCoy just like plays well for some reason. They tie twenty three to twenty three, and yeah, okay, that's definitely going to happen. Chalk it down. Uh, the Seahawks. I think Geno's going to get off to a good start, and then he's not going to be. That's Similar to what happened last year, they started off hot and they kind of fizzled yeah, out. Yeah, and I think this time they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, well, actually, technically, with my records, I, they are making the playoffs. So I guess seventh seed again. I don't know. The Seahawks are the one of the toughest teams for me to predict, just because Geno just had such a weird year. I like the roster. I don't know, Chris. Uh, what do I say about the Seahawks? Like, it's tough. I mean, for me, in second, this is tough because. There's even, two teams in this division that are extremely hard to predict, in my opinion. It's, it's tough because this team, obviously, you're going to know exactly who it is once I say this guy. Cooper Cup got hurt last yeah. year. They, they weren't good when he was healthy, and they were even worse when he was out. But I somehow have the Rams having a little bit of a bounce back, making the playoffs at 9-8, oh being, okay. the, being the seventh seed. But then um, but then tying with them but missing the playoffs, I have Seattle at 9-8 and eight as well. It just comes down to I have the Rams going four and two in the division and Seattle going three and three in the division. That's okay. what it comes down to. And do I feel good about it? No, but 
if I had reverse with Seattle and the Rams, would I feel good about it? No. Those two teams, there's very big question marks around them because I could see the Rams having a really good season or having a really bad season, and I could see the Seahawks having a really good season or as well a really bad season. Seattle, have they have JSN, who I think is going to be an absolute beast. That's going to be a great... You have Lockett, you have DK, and you have JSN, and you have Kenneth Walker. This... This offense is going to be fun. Can Gino keep up what he did last year? So there's a lot going around that it's like, okay, let's see what actually can happen. Yeah, the Seahawks and the Rams, those are the two teams for me that are so tough to predict. They could go either way, which is why I'm putting them both at pretty middle-of-the-pack records. 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one for the Seahawks, 7-10 and ten for the Rams. And I, I agree with both of that. And then I guess uh, no the Cardinals. surprise here, Cardinals. Worst team in the league, in my opinion. I have them going 3-14. and 14. Uh, Worst yeah, worst record as well. This team, they got rid of Hopkins. Um, Kyler is eventually going to return, but it's going to be just a disaster. Even if he played the entire, even if he was going to play the entire year, it was not going to be a good season. New head coach. Um, this Cardinals team, I really feel the end of the year or at some point during the year, they could look to move on from Kyler and acquiring more draft picks and looking for the quarterback of the future. They did that with Josh Rosen. They moved on from him, got Kyler, and then they can move on from Kyler, who is very, he's a star, and just, they can get another quarterback. Just so. get Caleb Williams. It's, You're saving so much pain and suffering from Kyler Murray. I don't care if he's good when he's healthy. And you know, say if you do move on from Kyler at some point throughout the season and you get a lot of picks. It's only going to help because when you say they get the number one pick and they get Caleb Williams, um, gonna so you're going to have so many other y- young guys to go around him. And boom, y- young team with all the upside in the world. Okay, I have him at 214-1. Finally, our last segment. We'll make it quick. Not too many explanations here. We got our awards predictions. And then I think we'll probably just give a Super Bowl prediction as well. Um, so MVP, let's start off. I'm going Trevor Lawrence. I have, I have Joe Burrow. Okay, so... You know, quarterbacks usually win every year uh, when it comes to MVP, so it's pretty easy to pick the position. But who's it going to be? I picked Trevor Lawrence because I think that the Jaguars are going to stand out in the fact that they're the only good team in their division and that they're the team that everyone's rooting for and that they're going to look a lot better. And Trevor Lawrence is finally going to take that one step up and be that elite quarterback that everyone's been waiting for him since he got drafted number one overall. I think he's going to have close to 5,000 yards this year, over 30 touchdowns with minimal interceptions. I just like the guy, so I'm picking him. I mean, Burrow, you know, I'm going to chalk him up for a 5,000-plus passing yard season. I think he's going to have over 40 touchdowns. He's going to have a phenomenal, another phenomenal year, him and Jamar Chase. That connection is just going to lead the path to another Super Bowl contention for them. And, uh, I mean, it's Joe Burrow. What else do I really need to say? I mean, I feel like if you were to sit here and say Mahomes, Burrow, or Allen, or even Jalen Hurts, there's really no explanation needed. Okay. Offensive rookie of the year. I got Bijan Robinson. Bijan, I'm a um, big Bijan guy. He he just got his own mustard brand deal. I don't know if you saw that. So that's I, pretty I much did. solidifying he's running back. He's RB one. Yeah, year. I mean, there's really a. Oh, I want. I just. I can't wait to root for him. He's going to be on my fantasy team, and I don't care who I'm passing on to get him. I'm just going to love it. I'm excited to watch him play. Um, I re- really, really like this guy. It's going to be fun and. I agree 100% with that you, That first run he had in the preseason game, Chris. Oh, my gosh. Just the cuts he makes and then the one-handed catch he had on the screen. Okay, I can't. I can't. He's so good. Defensive player of the year, I got Christian Gonzalez for the Patriots uh, corner. I think he's just going – he's flying way too under the radar. He's going to be an absolute lockdown corner just like how Sauce Gardner and Tariq Woolen were last year. 
I think cornerback's a big position to look out for when it comes to defensive rookie of the year. So I got him. I as as much shit as I get the Jets, I have um, Sauce Garner winning the defensive player. Oh wait, we have defensive rookie. Oh, you're doing sorry. defensive yeah, rookie. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, defensive rookie. I'm going with. I was going with like. Well, because we said Deshaun. Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, I'm going with Will Anderson, the Texans. I think this dude's going to be. He's going to be a beast right off the bat. I really like him. Uh, really, not much to say. I know uh, he's. He, I know he's the big favorite right now, but he's that big of a favorite for a reason, just like uh, Bijan Robinson. But say, I think we can move on to. Well, defense, you just said defensive players. Defensive so, players. Yeah. I'm going to go Sauce Gardner. Um, he's top two corner in the league right now. A phenomenal rookie year. I thought he was going to struggle a little bit, but he came on and he he acted like he's been here for five years and he's been doing this year in year out. And he is, he's just locked down. He's literally, uh, he he has the potential to be better than Darrell Revis was. And that's high praise because Darrell Revis was damn good with the Jets. So yeah. I, I like Sauce Gardner as much as I said he was going to struggle in the beginning. He shut me up and he looked like he's been doing this in the NFL for five plus years now. And I got Micah Parsons from the Cowboys. Uh, I think he's the next Lawrence Taylor. I know that's crazy to say, but as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be one of those guys like Aaron Donald, who is going to be in the top 10 of the top 100 rankings. He's going to be considered for Defensive Player of the Year every single year. He's a linebacker, pretty much turned defensive end, but plays linebacker. Um, That just gets insane stats every single year, and he's going to in his young career. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year, I got Amon Ross St. Brown. I know it's just dogging the Lions because they're going to miss the playoffs, but you can't hate on the roster that they still have, and I love Amon Ra, and I know he's not going to fall to me in the second round in fantasy, which is why i got to claim my fame to him now and not just jump a hype train because I'm not going to be able to root for him besides this one pick I have right here because he won't be on my fantasy (laughs) team. So... I just want to state that I still love the guy, and I think he's going to be amazing this year, and he's going to take that one step up to be a top five wide receiver. You know you know, week one, I feel like I have to have the Amon Ra jersey with me at some point. Wait, you have an Amon Ra jersey? Yeah. I have no idea. I think I remember that. I think I remember you said that. Um, but my offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. Two is healthy. Tyreek is going to have another – he had a monster this year last year. going to have another monster this year this year. Across from him is Jalen Waddell. I love Tyreek. He's – He's almost unguardable at some games, it seems. He's going to have those games when he has those 100-yard halves and two touchdowns, <laughs> which is actually nuts. I remember it was against the Bucks. What was it, two years ago? He had, like, 180 yards, like, uh-huh. three touchdowns. I remember that. During COVID. He had 100 yards in one quarter, I yep, think. Yep. It was something mad. But, um, oh, I missed that, Rekul. That's, uh, that's who I'm picking. He's just, he, he, he just, he's just him. Ready? Comeback player of the year. One, two, three. Damar Hamlin. Damar right, Hamlin. That's pretty obvious. Um, we yeah. don't even have to explain it. All right. Coach of the year. I mean, I picked Trevor Lawrence for MVP. We have Who's going to help him get to the MVP? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Um, listen, everything he did for this team last year. Exactly. And everything, he's, they're only going to be better this year. Okay. I said we want to do our Super Bowl pick really Woo! quick. That was a long episode, but an exciting one. Well, Chris, I think my Super Bowl is going to be pretty obvious on the AFC side, at least. I'm picking the Chiefs. Sometimes I don't pick the Chiefs, but... Are you doing the Chiefs? I bet you're doing Chiefs 49ers. Is that what you're doing? Well, now I have to change it. No, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with Chiefs 49ers. I, I, I like that, because if I didn't do this... 49ers, I was thinking about taking them as well. I'm okay. going. You're going to look at me like I'm a little crazy. Wait, here. wait, wait, wait. All right, hold on. Give me five seconds just to guess. Oh, my gosh, you're going to pick them. Okay, hold on. You know. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I actually have it. Yes. That would be nuts. Bears, Jaguars. No, 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 no. You got one of the teams right, though. 
Jags? I'm taking the Jags coming okay, to the AFC. Okay, Jags, not Cowboys. Okay, Jags-Eagles. Yeah, Jags-Eagles. And Could have been the Super Bowl in 2017. And I have the Jaguars winning the Super Bowl as well. <laughs> I know. You know what? If it's not going to be the Chiefs, fucking why not, honestly? That would be pretty funny. I am so high on Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, and pick him at the 1-1. Fantasy. Should I? Yeah, Should honestly. I? If you if you pay me a hundred bucks, I would. I wouldn't no, even care. I, I just do it. Well, I guess if you're winning a hundred in the league, but no, don't do that. I okay, but, interesting um, choice. Jags, Eagles, Chiefs, Niners. That should be pretty interesting. Um, and we don't even have any of the out, out of the team out of the Super Bowl matchup. Usually we have maybe like one team the same or something yeah. like that. No. So I have it's going to be at the four seed Jaguars versus the one seed Eagles. That's what I have in Jacksonville coming out on top. And I got the two seed Chiefs versus the one seed Niners. I think the Chiefs are going to go into Cincinnati and beat them. I like that, Chris. I oh I have um what I can read you. So for the I have the Jaguars beating the the Bengals in the. Uh, Okay, don't have the Chiefs. I don't even want the. I, I have the Chiefs losing to the Bengals. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. I have the storyline of the Chiefs uh, lose to the Bengals again in the regular season, and then everyone's going to be like, "Oh, we we're finally host of the AFC Championship. That's right. It's not it's not Burrowhead anymore." And then we go in into their building and beat them and go to the Super Bowl again. You, you know what's going to happen? The Chiefs are going to be like two games behind the one seed, and they're just somehow, and everyone's going to count them out, and they're just somehow. You're still gonna get the one seed. It happens every year. Uh, that'd be, it's it's gonna come down to like Travis Kelsey. Like he's gonna be like triple covered, and he's just gonna somehow come down with the ball like two finger catch. <laughs> and I'm just gonna be staring the at my. Catch. I'm gonna be staring at my TV like, what the fuck? And then we're gonna like we're gonna start the episode. And I'm just gonna give it to you when it's gonna be like 30 minutes of you talking about like the two finger catch. <laughs> like I, I I just see it happening. Okay, in the behind that back throw from Mahomes through the legs. Um, all right, Chris, we got through with that. Next week. I believe is going to be your week one preview, right? Yeah. That's I'll... crazy. That's it. I'm week excited. One preview. We made it. Wait, maybe not. Two weeks from now is a week one preview. So we got to figure out an episode for next week. Yeah, what? because we got to do it the third Tuesday or Wednesday before the Chiefs game, which we'll, is in two weeks. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Uh, hopefully next week we're going to get the TikTok, uh, TikTok, TikTok up and running. We'll maybe start posting some clips. Uh you know, I don't really know how many guys are listening to this episode right now, but we're hoping a year from now it's going to grow. Hopefully, you know, at least a decent amount. And, you so. know, it's one of those things that if I'm, I like to be transparent with everyone. It's one of those things that say if um, – We know we have 10 Especially right we go now. like – fast forward to the off season. let's just say, when there's nothing going on. We can always post stuff or just something like that or do like – like mock drafts on there. Exactly. We just, post we just got to get it out there. We're passionate about this content. We know we've been slacking off the last year or so, but um, we really want to get back to it. We're done with college finally. We got some more free time. Um, but yeah, thank you to the 10 family members and friends and that one random guy probably in like Germany or whatever that is just looked looked up football podcast and then found us. Uh, I, I really appreciate you guys listening. But um, yeah, we'll definitely be back next week with hopefully some clips. If not, definitely one episode at least. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. We'll see you guys later.